You are listening to The Coach, Shannon Griffith and the Hoosier Football Tailgate on the Believe Network. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. I am the coach, Shannon Griffith, and this is the Hoosier Football Tailgate right here on the Believe Network. It is Monday, November the 6th. Hard to believe that we're in the month of November, drawing down to the end of the football season as we draw down to the potential of a bucket game having a lot of meaning for the Indiana Hoosiers who come off a huge win against the Wisconsin Badgers on Saturday in Bloomington, 20 to 14, just a really needed win. And uh, sometimes winning is ugly in the second half for the offense wasn't always pretty, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the score read Indiana 20, Wisconsin 14. Just to remember, thank you to Bet Online for their sponsorship of the Hoosier Football Tailgate. And also remember with Bet Online right now, with all the major sports uh, in uh, running right now college football, NHL, you got basketball starting, you name it, NFL, and you just keep on going. Bet online is your number one source for all things sports wagering. You get up to the minute uh, detailed on odds, any news, sports specific information for those particular games that you are wagering on. Remember, bet online is where the game starts. And again, Remember to help and su- subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get the hit the notification bell if you if you could please, and also on Apple and Spotify podcast platforms all over. But Apple and Spotify, if you could give a follow there as well as a rating and a comment, that would be greatly appreciated as well. And enough of the. Uh, self-promotion of the channel and on to this victory for the Indiana Hoosiers over the Wisconsin Badgers on Saturday in a game that really Indiana came out in the first half and really established themselves and did well opening up with that uh, big long drive in in the game uh, to get off to on the right foot against um, um, Wisconsin. It was just a much needed uh chain of events that end up happening there for uh, IU when they got the chance to go take the opening uh, kickoff and take it down the field uh, and uh, get points. And then, you know, just did a phenomenal job there in the first half of just really establishing some of the run game in the past game. I thought Sorsby in the first half was really good. Second half, it wasn't a great half of football in terms of offense, but what Sorsby did well was manage the game. And uh, sometimes that is even more important when your offense is struggling, that the quarterback manage the game and do the right things with the football with no turnovers and such. Defensively, what can you say? Just a phenomenal day uh, defensively. 
Saturday. Casey was a just a phenomenal, phenomenal day for him, which garnered him Big Ten uh, Player of the Week for his performance against Wisconsin. He made some key plays at the right times and in, in, in moments there, and uh, that's what you look for uh, when the game is on the line. You look for your top players to make plays, and Casey did that as well. But really, the entire defense played well. The offensive line, our defensive line, I thought did really well against um, Wisconsin. I know some people want to asterisk that game because the number of injuries Wisconsin had. And uh, granted, they weren't playing with their number one tailback and they weren't playing with their number one quarterback. But at the end of the day, you know, we don't asterisk uh, things that Indiana doesn't have on a, in a given Saturday. So take nothing away from the kids. They showed up, played in a really good game. Happy for them. Happy for the coaching staff who've been under fire for a number of weeks. Um, you know, that was a game they all needed uh, in the in the W column uh, Saturday afternoon. Now, IU does not come away from that game unscathed in terms of the injury department. Uh, Cam Camp, uh, uh, Cam camper uh, who did not play is out for the remaining of the season. They're going to do some surgical repairs and hold him out and get him ready for next year. So that's a big, tall, lengthy body that you lose in the wide receiver room. That's a pretty big, uh, pretty big hit uh, for the wide receiver room. And then the other one is Coop. Cooper is also, kind of a day-to-day situation, I would say. But this is the time that EJ Williams and Donovan McCauley have to step up for the wide receivers, especially McCauley, who's done so well here over the last couple weeks. He needs to be the type of guy that takes over a ball game uh, out on the outside. And EJ Williams is one of those players as well. So those two kids have to step up as well as Carter and whoever else is in there, you know, Lucas as well. Um, These are all things that, uh, go hand in hand uh, with this ball game uh, or with this offense going forward. I thought the offensive line for the most part played solidly. Another, another week, I think of improvement. Uh, and you can, you can see some of coach Bob Stead's coaching and, and technique and fundamentals really start to show up with these kids. Now that they've got a seven or eight week work, you know, work period with him. And you can tell that, uh, you know, especially that first half, they were running the football quite well. Now, second half, uh, Wisconsin made some adjustments and Indian really didn't adjust to it I think, well enough, uh, especially in the running game. Uh, but in the first half, I thought they ran the ball well. Now, when Indiana needed to drive in the second half, they got it. And that's the most important thing with it there. We'll talk a little bit about that later here in the coaches room. But overall, I think um, right now with how they're They've been playing even going back uh, the last couple of weeks, especially with the loss to Penn State and now getting this big, big victory here. You go into these final three weeks of the season with a, you know, a potential of getting to that magical number for bowl eligibility. Now they're going to have a tough one next this coming Saturday at Illinois, Illinois through a last second touchdown to beat Minnesota at Minnesota, 27 to 26. 
And as crazy as that division is, I'm not even off to check. I'm not so sure Illinois is not too far out of being the quote unquote big West champion, but I do think maybe Iowa has that solidified, uh, 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 this year, uh, as well, scoring another juggernaut of an offensive performance of 10 to seven versus Northwestern at Wrigley field. It turned into more of like a baseball game, but, uh, Indiana is going to have their hands full. We'll go over that on Thursday and why, uh, Illinois is playing pretty tough defensively. We'll go through a little bit of what they do in their structure as a, Defense and uh, some of the players that they have and what problems they present to an offense uh, moving forward. But um, big thing there is you got um, Michigan State here in a couple weeks at home. Now they got a big victory for them on Saturday uh, as well. And then, of course, the bucket game against Purdue, who lost up at Michigan in the midst of this uh, cheating sign stealing scandal that has really kind of taken over all of the big tens uh, media as it pertains to what is or isn't occurring in the big 10 from that standpoint is, you know, with that aspect of things is, is, um, what will or will not happen to Michigan and coach Harbaugh and everything that goes with that. We'll leave that for the people that make those decisions. Indiana right now focus on the next contest and what that all will mean uh, from their perspective of what's going to be needed. Uh, wanted to take a quick look here um, from our, my keys to the victory for Indiana and the goals uh, from this past Saturday. You know, I talked about offense continue to uh, continue growth. I thought that did happen, although they did not hit their uh, goals that I kind of mythically had set up for them with 150 yards rushing and 250 yards passing. You know, they actually only had 75 yards rushing on the day. A couple sacks took away from that because they were probably about 125 if you take the sacks out of it. Uh, and a majority of that was in the first half. So, you know, not a great ground day for Indiana. Uh, Soresby was actually pretty well through for 186 yards. I believe it was like 19 for 31 on the day. Had a couple touchdown passes again, doing well there. Falls short of the 250 yards uh, there, and they did not actually meet their overall <clears throat> yearly totals heading into that ball game. And uh, so uh, when you look at it from the black and white of it, when you compare Wisconsin statistics to Indiana statistical run and pass total offense, you can see there was a pretty big discrepancy there. The one big thing that Indiana did that they hadn't done in some previous weeks is that they did win the time of possession uh, in a pretty lopsided way. Although you can't get too wrapped up in time of possession, having uh, a direct correlation to winning or losing, but it does go into the betterment of your defensive play. And I think that played out Saturday as I use offense was able to, to mount some drives, uh, keep the defense on the off the field and uh, keep them 
fresh throughout the day. Now, defensively, I said they wanted to hold them to 150 and 175, and they actually had a 101, uh, so they did great there against uh, uh, the rush uh, of Wisconsin. And in the past, they gave up 243 yards, but they were doing such a great job of, you know, handling the running game and not having to do a lot of pressures uh, in the run game. Uh, They did quite well there. And then when they needed to heat it up, they had it dialed in and they had a pretty good scheme to to get to the quarterback. And they did and put a lot of pressure on the redshirt freshman. And uh, it showed in that regard in their totals on the on Saturday. Offensively speaking, one at a goal of 24, averaging 19. They actually got 20, so pretty close there. Hold the defense defense to hold them to 17. They actually held them to 20, uh, 14, 10 points lower than Wisconsin had been averaging on the year. Special teams, no turnovers, gets a big star there. And then the battle of turnovers, IU came out with an, a plus two on Saturday and you can tell that's a big big reason why Indiana won Saturday they won some key categories statistically mainly in the turnover margin you know when you when you create takeaways and you and you secure the football your chances of winning go up something like 80% um, of the time you're going to win if you can make the other team uh, turn the ball over and you not have any turnovers. So that went a long way into this ball game Saturday um, of, of Indiana winning on Saturday afternoon. You know, looking at it from the perspective of moving forward again, it's that continued growth of the offense and getting better uh, production in the run game. You know, that's one thing that they've got to really hone into, and they're going to have trouble this week schematically with what uh, Illinois does in the in their attacking the run game but you got to have some tenure growth there offensive line again first half pretty darn good second half they I don't know what it was schematically but they were having some trouble uh, with Wisconsin and a lot of it I think had been more in the pressure area that they were bringing on rundowns there got to get a lot out of EJ Williams and and, uh, McCauley now on the outside those two guys have got to be their big threats for teams that want to line up and play man to man they've got to go out and make things happen and then of course interiorly you got Jalen and Carter and some of those other guys that can mix in there uh, from time to time, but I do think that EJ and um, McCauley have to become studs on the outside and they're fully capable. They got the length, they got the speed, and the touchdown catch that McCauley made in the end zone was phenomenal, one-handed grad, but they got to continue to to grow that way. The one thing that I will say about Jalen Lucas, and it, I know that there's been an effort to target him and get him the ball, and uh, you know, I agree with all that com- aspect of it. I don't necessarily think that what they're doing in the run game in trying to get him the ball is necessarily the best way. And uh, whether they're putting him back there in the backfield or they're motioning him back there to the backfield, I don't necessarily know 
it's getting what they need uh, from him because everything that they try to run with him is to run around, you know, run around the end. And defense Saturday, as you saw, we're getting upfield and penetration, and it was a six, seven-yard loss every time they did it. So they're going to have to re-invent re, uh, that package uh, to have a little bit more of effectiveness with him. I don't necessarily think they're getting uh, what they need from uh, Jalen uh, in the running game aspect of things. They still have some things in the passing game that they did open up, and he got some catches and made some nice plays plays, but I don't necessarily think they're doing the right thing in the running game with him just by trying to run around the end uh, on that regard. Um, and then, of course, the defense, they got to continue to do what they do. The dominant for their, I think they have a good defensive line. I think they can be very dominant. And then the linebackers, this Casey being the top dog in that in that equation, if they can still get that uh, concerted effort with those guys and their front six, that's going to be able to go a long way on these last three weeks on giving IU a chance to win. And then on the exterior, on the outside, they got some youngins out there. There are some things that they did Saturday that cost them in coverage. And uh, they really got to make sure that they're not giving up cheapies. Um, and uh, we'll go in just a second. in. Total, total team win. Great for them, great for the kids, and, and great for Coach uh, Allen and his staff. Those guys deserve and, you know, deserved it. And uh, I know down there, there's nobody happier in that program and in that locker room than Tom Allen is right now with that big win. So, congrats to those guys. Let's go ahead now and jump over to our um, uh, quick cut software and stuff and let's take a look at this game on Saturday with some of the plays that you know Indiana had here's one early in the first quarter I believe this is in their first drive you know big third and nine play here coming up uh, you can see Wisconsin does bring a blitz but it's more of a zone pressure they drop out that's another thing that you're going to have to start learning is that they're just not going to play vanilla against him. He does a great job here of keeping attacking the corner and he gets that backer. And then he says, AJ, EJ does a good job of finding open, just be, get, find something open. And then uh, Soresby hits him and they get a big, big conversion on third down. That was about a 20 some yard play uh, right there. So big pickup on that play. Uh, um, here we go down here. Second down. Here's, here's one where they're bringing Lucas in motion and, uh, Sorsby's going to fake the inside zone. And this, I don't know if this was a, just a total keep on Sorsby part, part because there was really nothing in that picture there that says to pull the ball. I mean, in a lot of respects and, you know, in this inside zone read stuff, uh, he's really, he's reading, uh, this guy here. And when you basic teaching port on the inside zone on whether he hands it or he keeps it, if this guy's shoulder stay parallel and doesn't turn, you know, his upfield shoulder towards the line of scrimmage, it's an automatic give. So there you can see there's nothing in that picture that says give not to, to pull the football. So whether or not that was it, 
Biggest good thing is he used his speed, he got to the outside and made a nice play to get the touchdown on the first drive of the game. And that's so huge uh, in in the uh, mindset of a team that you're playing when you give up those big uh, plays that lead up to a first down. Here's a fourth and three, a little bit later in the half. Again, you know, this wasn't a bad throw is that we got uh defensive end got uh, his hands on it and made a nice play and not and thwarted a fourth down. Now here's the field goal attempt from about 30, I think it was 43 yards ultimately on the right hash. And these are the, you know, these are the field goals that, I mean, kickers aren't always going to be, perfect but this one here you got to hit and he hits it good it just doesn't it doesn't come it doesn't fade it it doesn't hook into the field goal and goes outside the uh pole uh, uprights there for a um you know missed attempt so here we go third and 13 in the second quarter now indiana brings pressure you can see this they're going to bring this guy here on a pressure he's coming and then everybody else is kind of dropping and they're still playing a some form of a you know man free and then this is just a good break on the ball this is I'm, I'm not even sure who this is down here at the corner or that maybe the safety but that was a huge play uh knocking it down there on uh, third and 13 and getting off the field for Indiana that was one of the things they've had been having trouble with in situational uh, situations where they weren't getting off the field on third downs Okay, big third and seven for IU. They go, they move the pocket again and run their sprint out. And um, again, Sorsby, going to your left is hard for a quarterback. Now, what they do good is they do a good job of sealing it for the most part. You know, he's got to do a better job, though, this cat. You know, I think that's Archer, but he's got to, he can't let that guy do that. And he can't, that's just too soft. You know, he's got to be more aggressive there. And then EJ does a good job here. I don't know if this was called or not, but it looks as if he just kind of read it. Sorsby then hung it up and then, or that was uh, Carter makes a great play and catch. So, you know, a little maybe of emphasis, you know, emphasizing there on that route. Here's, you know, again, second quarter, third and twelve. Wisconsin's in there from their goal line and IU plays coverage here. Just, you know, standard rush three, drop eight. Um, I'm not always the big fan of it, but, you know, they come out with a big play there in a knockdown and, you know, hopefully, you know, get a good uh, uh field position for the for the uh, Hoosiers. Now, here's a one they're going to bring this is tough because I think this cat's coming and you can see the is trying to get there and it's just going to happen. So Sorsby already is in trouble. Uh, what he does there is he, try, he doesn't do anything uh, stupid with the football. He just tries to find the nearest escape route, which is usually the B gap of the offensive line. 
you know, that's where you're going to get most of your escapability. So, you know, here's the A gap and here's the B gap on both sides. When you're a quarterback, you're going to look in those three areas. And most times it's right there in that B gap. And you can see when he escapes, that's where the biggest thing there is on in the A gap. He gets up field, does a great job, gets the first down, ball security, got to emphasize ball security. But fortunately he had uh, hit the ground in that regard. Um, about balls caused by that. This is kind of a play before they run a quick screen out to Jalen. Then that's where I like it. You know, get some, the ball on the perimeter to him and let him roll. You know, balls delivered. I think they went two times in a row with it. And he just, you know, really good play there on that one. Third and goal here. This is the one. So. They're playing man free. This is the guy that, you know, he's he's just sitting back reading the eyes of the quarterback. And so and everybody's, you know, he's playing outside leverage. He's playing inside leverage because these two guys playing outside leverage know they got inside help. And as the quarterback, you got to be careful here throwing anything back towards the middle because you got a spy and you really kind of get double coverage. So he does a pretty good job with these eyes, but not good enough in the sense that he pulls that safety over. And so he has to kind of throw it over the over the linebacker. And Donovan almost makes a great catch here. It was a little bit of a risky throw because he couldn't throw it on a dot. So he put it up where Donovan could be the only one to get it. So ball placement there was really good. Um, It was just that, you know, Donovan just couldn't come down with it. He almost got it here. So they come in, get the field goal, go up 10, 10 to nothing. Here's a third and eight. IU is a little bit, disarray on where their gaps and stuff and they're going to bring they're bringing six it looks like and then they drop out and kind of play uh man zone and this is the back out of fish this official gets in the way he picks the defender and the drop in who's been right there cleaning his clock and all and everything um you could see it right here. Um, this defensive end should be right in there making the play. Lighten this guy up. And he kind of gets hesitant. And they get the big play there on third and eight. And now it's a, now, now, now we got a ball game. This is kind of the end zone view of it. You can kind of see the good throw, good catch, good play. Sometimes that happens. All right, third and seven again for IU. Another nice uh, kind of a double slant type of scenario. Makes a nice throw and catch. This is what EJ can do. Man, he had about nine, 10 yards of contact. He's got the length and any quarterback in America would love to throw him to him and, and Donovan. 
all day long. And then again, another nice throw. Great athletic athletic uh, ability here shown. He gets undercut, keeps his hands down, keep, and he wasn't down. And they played the play out. Just keep if he'd kept running and not try to cut back there. I think he may score. Um, but uh, nice play there by Donovan. Sorsby keeps it again. Again, I don't know. You know, I technically the I'm I don't know if this is a read or not because the tight end is he's blocking. So there's really no read. And you got one, two guys on the outside there. So this ain't looking good from a quarterback keep perspective. He'd have been better given it in that regard. It just he does a great job. I mean, this is where he knows he's wrong here. But he does a great job of sticking his foot in the ground, lowering his shoulder, not sliding and getting a critical first down there on second down. So from that standpoint, love to see all that. But use your backs. And then here's the grab. This is just a tremendous Tremendous throw and a tremendous catch that gives IU a 17-7 lead at halftime, which was huge. Unfortunately, uh, they allow, I think we got the end zone view here. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Unfortunately, they allow in the second half for uh, Penn State to go down the field and actually score. in that, from that standpoint, and uh, you know that ended up, you know, um, kind of one thing that they've got to try to do better on is le- letting the opponent score uh, on the first possession of each half, and that's a uh, one thing they could, you know, tone down and be great. And and IU, of course, using that as a goal of scoring on the first possession of each half, that would be a good thing. Defense played tremendous in that second half. They had a huge sack on a situational uh, play that took Wisconsin out of field goal range with Indiana only leading by three. That's the cause sack that they got because before that they had a five-yard penalty. IU heats them up. And they get the huge sack that leads that takes them out of field goal range. So all around great, great day for the Hoosiers and getting that, you know, the win 20, 20 to 14 against the Badgers. Thursday, we'll have a good look at the Illinois fighting Illini, Brett Bielma and his crew uh, getting the win this past weekend, like I said, on a last-second pass uh, to beat Minnesota at Minnesota. Uh, defensively, they present some problems to the Hoosiers offense. We'll talk about that on Thursday. Remember, please like, subscribe, and share Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a follow there and a rating and any comment with that. Again, thanks to Bet Online for their sponsorship of 
Hoosier Football Tailgate. Appreciate their uh, involvement with uh, the show and everything. But also remember at Bet Online, when you open an account, make your first deposit, use the code BL. E-A-V, believe and get your 50, get 50% more on your first deposit at Bet Online. Remember, Bet Online's number one in terms of sports entertainment. Well, that about does it here for the Hoosier Football Tailgate on the Believe Network. I'm the coach Shannon Griffith. We'll see you Thursday right here on Hoosier Football Tailgate on Believe. <laughs>